0: Turf Talk. It is the final day of our four-day Cheltenham Festival preview specials. It is, of course, Gold Cup Day. Joining me on this episode, as per usual, is Big June Watson. And our special guest today is the head... I am going to say head honcho, but I hate that saying. It's such an awful word, honcho. Uh, is the head of uh, our, our partners, Rating the Races. It is making his podcast debut. It is Liam Dye. Uh, great to have you with us this afternoon, Liam.
1: Great to be here, thank you very much. I'm sure the uh, rest of my team might be put off by the head honcho word as well. But... <laughs> no, they'll be cool with it.
0: There we go. I can't believe I said the word honcho, that's a terrible sound. <laughs> I was going to say like Don of the Mafia, but that makes you sound a little bit shady, doesn't it?
1: Uh, very much so. <laughs> uh,
0: we'll start, of course, with the Triumph one thirty for the juveniles it's been it's been quite a tidy juvenile division this season as well i reckon and they and they bet generally three to one for solo fours goshen nine to two all mankind six as a spire tower 14 to psycho wave of the sea and 16 to one bar then lots of quite nice juveniles as i said we've seen this season uh jim i'll come to you first mate how do you see this going
2: Oh, I, th- I think this is a really, really exciting race. I think this is one of the main races at the festival I'm properly looking forward to. Um, I, th- I think there's five strong chances in this race and it's interesting to see how what pace they go and how the race sets out because we all know that Gosh and all mankind uh, are fruitcakes and like to kick off in the lead and, and go at 100 miles per hour. Aspire Tower, I think, will be a lot better for a lead And Solo, we saw how devastating turn of foot he had last time out. And I I have to chuck Psycho in there if the ground is bottomless, getting soft, because he's got a lovely soft ground moving action. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this race. And hopefully it lives up to the hype. Um, It's been uh, the Goshen Oil Mankind and Aspire Tower have been the main ones. You chuck Solo in after that victory uh, at Kempton. And you've got one hell of a race going on here. And I, I really can't wait
0: for this one. Yeah, Liam, do you have any strong opinions on this so far, mate? I guess we've got Solo, who was so impressive last time out. Go kind. I was going to say haven't done anything wrong. They have done things wrong, but yeah, have still uh, been so impressive in doing so. And Spire Tower, obviously, didn't go to plan last time out, but his form before that is rock
1: solid. Absolutely. Normally, the triumph hurdle, it's... Whilst it's like one of the four novice hurdles, it's the one I'm least interested in, um, both on the day and going forward. But this year, there's, as you said, four or five. You could even throw a few of the others in um, a wave of the sea Cerberus over from Ireland. Um, This year, I really think it could be a a really strong race. Um, you, You mentioned all Mankind and Goshen are... I think you used the word fruitcakes. Um, <laughs> they they certainly are. Um, I thought it was quite interesting how the Moors tried to... I think they tried to see how Goshen would react by having a horse take him on um, at Ascot, and he didn't like it, and they, they quickly changed that and went back to the front um, because All Mankind is going to do that. Um, I've actually... I'm on solo at a bit of a bigger price um, before his Adonis win, just on the the angle that if he won the Adonis, he would be a lot shorter. If he didn't, he wasn't going to run. So I'd taken the non-runner no-bet um, angle on him. Yeah. All Mankind is going to make it. I think All Mankind is going to be the one that ends up going in front. The only interesting bit of information that i kind of have is i spoke to one of the moors about goshen and botox Hass, who finished second all mankind back in november december mm-hmm. and they said that goshen is in a completely different league to botox Hass, and yet all mankind didn't beat botox Hass by that far i know you know there was probably a lot more to come but so i think they really really like this goshen it's gonna be a it's gonna be an absolute great race. As you said, there's four or five that could win this. Um, I'm hoping Solo just because I'm on the, I'm already on that one. But honestly, if you asked me now pick a horse, I would go find me a different race. <laughs>
0: It's, quality. It's, it's, it's probably the strongest triumph I can remember in, in my lifetime, and all definitely the one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm, I'm as keen on this as I am as I am the Gold Cup, really. I think it's a cracking, cracking race on paper. Liam, do you think it's possible that both Goshen and All Mankind are able to give the running then? I know, I know you said how you think All Mankind will be the one who takes it up, but given that their styles are so similar and are so uh, not quite one-dimensional, but, you know they're both going to want to blaze the trail. Do you think it's possible they both run the race? Or is one going to win the battle and make it harder for the other?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with the second point. I think one's going to end up making the running, and the other one is, I can see one of them running a poor race, and they'll blame it on, they'll probably blame it on the ground. They won't want to blame it on, oh, we didn't get to run how we'd like to run. Um, But yeah, I think one of them is... I hope only one of them. I'm hoping they don't both go so hard that they actually ruin each other's chances, and it ends up being that Solo comes home on his own, no pun intended, or <laughs> or, or, or Aspire Tower, you know, and it kind of falls apart. That's what I don't want to happen, but that could very possibly happen because they are they're both going to go to the front. Let's hope they stay wide of each other and not not too. Too much going on at the front too early.
0: So you've you've, you've got your non-run and all bet money on Solo. Would I, I mean I, I guess you could only have been impressed with what he did at Kempton. I, I know you said you, you wouldn't want to make a pick at this stage, but if if I had to push you, would you swap Solo for anything?
1: No,
0: the, if you're
1: no, back in the current prices. No, no, I wouldn't. He it was his british debut they they did like him before the race they liked him even more after the race, obviously um the race that he'd actually been beaten in in france um david maxwell's purchased the winner uh stratagem who's actually trained by paul nichols as well so i would imagine there was some sort of we like them both let's get them both yeah wasn't the other day did he not he did he it Mm -hmm. was a it was a nothing race that he won um in my opinion, a juvenile hurdle. Having been, he'd actually been beaten on his British debut, but that was not a novice hurdle against older horses. So, I gave that some leeway. Um. Yeah, they 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 really like Solo for the future, which hopefully there's quite a few here for the future as well. Um, but the fact that he, how easy he won and how impressively he won at um. Kempton, was. You couldn't have been I don't think you could pick holes in it really. I know some people were saying, "Oh we beat trees, you know and pre-race loads of people were talking up this Fujimoto flyer post race suddenly their opinion had changed that no, it's no good um so I, I think they kind of tried to knock solo a bit more than he deserved um, but yeah i w- i w- I, would, I would I would stick with solo if I had to pick a horse right now. I think
2: I'd include myself as one of them people who wanted to pick holes in Solo. Um, mm. I've come to the... Not cons- like you, like Jim. Not like me to pick <laughs> holes in horses. Um, I just feel like sometimes I lure myself into a false sense of security with the Donis winners. I always feel like it just comes a bit quick for him uh, before Cheltenham. I'd quite liked Solo to have had another run previous, like uh, have two runs going into the festival. Um He's had three, two just two of them are in France. He's, yeah. He has had a full season. But English the English rules and the conditions. Sometimes you see horses struggle. Um, I've seen it many a times. That it just takes a little bit longer for horses to adapt. Pick Dory, for example, in the same colours. He's a horse that's needed to adapt a bit more to the way the English game is. I think he, did he go into the Triumph last season and not have him run? Uh, not for nickels, no. So again, there's another example. Um, I like Paul Nichols' his, uh, other horse that he had trains in this race. is Sir Psycho. Uh, I was very, very, very impressed with him at Hereford last time. He jumped the best I've seen a juvenile jump for a very long while. Um, he didn't exactly beat a lot that day. However, it was more visually impressive in the way he jumped, the way he travelled. Bryony Frost rode him and just n- niggled him around the bend and he it, it looked like there were a big motor in there. Um, he's beat. Not much. There was a French horse over there, and the pink end of uh, Seamus Mullins, who's, who's rated 129, is solid enough. Um, he, he he was going into that race, rated 133 after beating Bully Air by 31 lengths in a novice hurdler. I quite like the fact that he's been there and bullied novice hurdlers, even though he is a four year old. Um, he, he was brought over from Ireland, finishing eighth and third in Maidens. And then he was placed uh, fourth behind Nordano at Chepstow. And he's, he's progressing with each one he has. He's got plenty of experience. I think soft ground is the key. And I think 14-1 one's still a bit of value about him, especially with the forecast for next week coming up. I think uh, I like Solo and I fully respect, but the price is completely gone. I, I think Solo, Solo's price now is purely represented on just what he did last time. And I, I feel like Gorshin and All Mankind have been pushed out a bit in the market, even Chuck Aspire Tower into that, because I think Aspire Tower, the race will be suited more to him uh, at Cheltenham, because I think Aspire Tower wants a lead and he'll certainly get one in this. Yeah, I think he's, he, he stayed strongly on the flat. I think I think stamina is the key to him. Uh, and and I, I, it's not that I don't like Goshen and All Mankind, I've been quick to knock them this season, but I just feel like a bit of a pace meltdown could happen
0: I I, I, I don't really get your, well, I, I understand slightly where you're coming from about now seeing Goshen and All Mankind as, as more backable prices, but sh- to me, what, what Solo's achieved is as good as what they've achieved in, in in my in in my head, I I rate that form as good if not higher. I mean, look, the official handicap book thinks he's as good as Silverstreak already. Uh, that I mean, that's a load of rubbish. But it, you know, it, it, it goes some way to illustrate just how good he was last time out. And he doesn't have the obvious flaws in his game that I think more so Goshen has than all mankind, who I I would worry about least have... I've said before on the podcast, I think all mankind is unorthodox rather than ungenuine. When he's been asked to knuckle down, he has done and, he, and he's responded to it. Goshen hasn't really had to have been asked to knuckle down. I don't like the way he jumps, though. So. I don't like the way he jumps. It, it, it might have just had enough of a good engine to have won this race, even jumping how he does, uh, without Solo's presence. But I just think we've got Oz here who is... M- more straightforward and as good, if not better, in solo. And he's definitely going to be the one I'll be siding with, even though I've been a huge All Mankind fan all season.
2: Are you changing last minute? Ugh, I wasn't expecting that. I, mm-hmm. I thought you, I thought you were uh, All Mankind all the way.
0: Well, uh, you see, Jim, this is the difference between me and you. You you make your opinion in October, and then nail them to them match. Yeah, and try and try and. Uh, Try and weave your case through, even no matter how wrong it may be. Whereas I, I'm quite happy enough to be fancy, fancy, fancy. Wait till all the information comes about. And we make our decision last minute. And I think I'm quite happy. Uh, I'll be quite happy to back Solo at 3-1, I think. I think that's a good price for him.
2: Yeah, uh, another one at a good price that I quite like. He's only ever had one run and he won last time out. He's burning victory of Willie Mullins. Um, didn't jump exactly very well, made a serious error. Well, almost sent Danny Mullins to the moon jumping the last. Uh, uh, but he he was uh, shy. Joined... Almost went four days without Jim oh, getting a
0: That's rock. the yeah, first
2: almost. one. I'm well proud of myself as well, and now I've gone and ruined it. Um, and she, she just rallied uh, under pressure later on and, and got up to win comfortably by two and a half lengths. The form of that isn't exactly anything special. Willie Mullins chucked everything in it. Battle of uh, Wills was back in behind. He was a decent flat horse who won on his juvenile hurdle debut for for Gordon Elliott. So uh, I think burning victory, she's interesting if she turns up. But I think Willie Mullins said they're going to let her progress a bit and take her to Punchestown with the main ideal. But um, if if he changes his mind, I think she's interesting around 20 to 1.
0: Is there anything at a bigger price you could see hitting the frame here, Liam? I, I, I wouldn't be put off anyone back in a wave of the sea each way. I think the race will be run to suit him as a proper test of stamina. But I, 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 I don't think the winner will come from anything other than the first three in the market, really. What about you, mate? I agree with,
1: I agree with all of that. And uh, uh, the, your angle on a wave of the sea is, is very um, uh, spot on, in my opinion. He's, he almost reminds me of Gardens of Babylon
0: yes Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and something that was interesting earlier this season is he got beat by cerberus and jp mcmanus went and then bought cerberus so in my head i'm thinking jp mcmanus they obviously really rated that a wave of the sea and thought wow we got beat by this horse let's go and buy that horse as well then you know their form is really closely tied in i think they've beaten each other is it two one to a wave of the sea now it might be it might even be two all um but yeah, he just reminds me very much of Guns of Babylon, who probably he could run into the frame if they go fast enough, and if the two at the front potentially do do fall in a hole. Um, but I can't I can't see one of the top three. I'm I'm sure will, will win the win the race in my opinion. Um, one angle you did mention about um, just going back to Solo quickly. You said you not a fan of horses that have come over from France maybe need a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. That Adonis, the last four horses to win that race on the British debut, who come over from France, were Fisio Raffles, who didn't didn't go to Cheltenham Mm -hmm. but went on to win Punchestown Grade 1. Zarkander went on to win the Triumph. Soldatino went on to win the Triumph. Mm -hmm. And Zoubert, who was the only one that's kind of let that down for being... Um, so two of the last four have gone on to win the triumph.
2: Well, maybe it's it's me just hating Zabair bear for the, most of his life. <laughs> oh, I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> He's sorry. On the,
2: is he on the flat now with Ian Williams? I
1: mean? He is. He is. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs>
2: it's all right. I, 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 it's just my personal opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's,
0: it's, I mean, your your opinion is. Proven there with facts that it's wrong, Jim. <laughs>
2: it's not
0: like that's ever... Like, that ever have, go, we'll have
2: Liam on every week if he's making yeah. me wrong every week. You'll love that, won't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll wrap the triumph up then with our winners of the race. It's solo for me and for yourself, Liam. I would go for solo. And Jim?
2: So, so I go.
0: So, Cycle, Jim's taking on the big four with a 14-1 shot there. I could see the case if the ground ended up very soft, but don't quite think he has the zip to cope with some proper, proper rapid juveniles. As we move on to the first big handicap of the last eight, it's a good puzzle to solve this. Can we do it? The bet best prices. Well, no, I don't know why I keep saying best prices. I norm- It's normally best price. I don't know who's booking it. The Racing poster using at the minute. Seal age 9 to 1, 12s Mahayad, 14s for Aramon, 16s Janadil and Ajali, then 20s Not So Sleepy, Francine, Black Tears, Eglantine de Soy, Fusil Raffles, Front View and Soviet Pimpernel. 25 to 1 bar them. I'll throw this over to Liam first. Uh, there's a lot of horses in it, mate. Have you managed to narrow it down to a short list? Uh,
1: Yeah, this this handicap looks quite competitive, and I think there's a few in here that are probably um, certainly ahead of their mark or have come down to decent handicap marks, possibly with this race having been the plan. Um, It's a boring selection, but Sjeldon Edge, I really do think, is going to take all the beating. Um, His second in the Betford Hurdle was a, a really good effort when I kind of think he almost... He almost idled when the two horses, unfortunately, fell around him. He, he Other horses came past. There was um, Zanza, uh, Sir Pickdory, Remaluk. They all seemed to come past. And at one point, he was definitely probably fifth up the running. And yet he then rallied just in the last hundred yards to get back up for second behind um, Pickdory. They then, Paul Nichols started talking then about a potential champion hurdle if if the horses that finish just behind it have have potentially been beaten by a champion hurdle horse that race will probably be quite will work out quite well um he'd got he's got ch- uh, Cheltenham form he's only five he's got loads going for him in my opinion um and he's got a little bit of form on on softer ground if he does if it does come up soft which it probably will
0: Jim, you like Seldinej for the uh, for the Betfair. Are you with him again here?
2: Um, I am, but I, I, I'm appreciating that it's a Cheltenham handicap and anything could really happen. And We were on at 16 for the Betfair hurdle and that was absolutely devastating. Uh, I, I agree exactly with what Liam said. I, I do think he just idled a bit because he, he soon kicked again. Um, I, I'd be interested in added cheek pieces or something, but again, it's William Mullins. He, he's more than likely not to add anything um, I, 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 I fully respect Ciel de Nierge at the top of the market um, however I'm probably more than likely on the day looking to take him on um, a horse that has caught my eye that's running in this He's Moon over Germany uh, we've used to see Moon over Germany running over fences, he drops back over hurdles uh, into this and this is his only entry at the festival uh, if you re- cast your mind back to Last season, he beat Lady Buttons in the Red Rum Handicap Chase. Now, that was really, really good form, I thought. And then got, I think it was an £11 rise for Punchestown, up to 147. And then opened his account this season uh, in a bog-standard chase at, uh, where was that? We've lost it. Um, At Ballinrobe, sorry. Uh, and then he's been running against decent enough sort of horses. Uh, was fifth behind uh, fifth at Tipperary in a Grade Three and uh, over the fences, and then second to Notebook in a novice chase. And I just feel like this is this has been a bit of a plan. Um, he had a run over fences at Leopardstown. He finished eighth behind Moyglass Glass Flyer. Um, I, he went off favourite that day. He ran that. He was running off a rating of one three four that day. The handicapper hasn't left him with that much in hand at all here. Um, he's put him up £7 for finishing eighth, which is a bit disgraceful, in my opinion. However, I, I think that this has been the target for him, for him for a while now. And he's a horse I really, really like over fences and dropping back over hurdles. I think's interesting at 33-1. to Fair
0: enough, Tim. Do you have any questions? I know you said you think Seldon is- idols you 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 both said that and I can see that exactly you you asked me on the Betfair preview whether I questioned CL Dinesia's attitude which is something you've done before Jimmy I would not quite thought of it Uh, would would that be a worry for you Liam
1: at Cheltenham no I think there'll be there'll be so many around that I, I don't think he'll get the chance to idle because I think it's gonna there's gonna be eight or nine jumping the last together and he's still going to be in a race he's not gonna i can't see him hitting the front until halfway up the running if he hits the front um and yeah i don't i don't not sure i have seen too much of a an attitude problem or a reluctance to to actually kick on right at the finish um yeah i I wouldn't be too concerned about that
0: I'd be with you on that, mate, to be fair. It's, I, I, it wouldn't be a question mark for me yet. Uh, Dan Skelton's I've got a brilliant record in this race, and Mahied the winner two years ago, is second favourite to back that up. Jim, how would you assess Mahied's chances coming off here off 1-4-2? It's the lowest mark he's had in a while.
2: Yeah, the handicap has been very generous with Mahayad. Um It's another Dan Skelton plot. By the looks of it, I mentioned Flash the Steel uh, on, I can't remember which day, all my days have merged together in all these podcasts now. But, yeah, I, you have to really, really respect my head in this. Um, has ultra-solid form throughout his career. Um, he won at Ascot in that Betfair Exchange Trophy grade three off a rating of 145. You've said going into this that uh, he's off a rating of 142. He's three pound lower than that, his last winning mark. He, he's certainly, certainly of interest. And, you, you know, he always runs well at Cheltenham. He's always there and thereabouts. He loves a big field handicap. And you certainly couldn't rule him out. Do you think he's
0: so short a price because of his trainer, Liam? I, I don't think he's shown particularly much this season. And I know he's on a nice mark, but...
1: I, I don't think he's shown very much at all this season. His price is purely on we think he's been planned at this race
0: yeah
1: if he hasn't and he's actually been you know he genuinely could have been running really Aggressive. yep yeah absolutely he is he has got really good Cheltenham form he obviously won this two years ago he was seventh last year off 11 pound higher mark he has won that race at Ascot for three pound higher mark if he runs any of those races he will go very very close but on his form this season, it's he should be 25 to 1 plus still. We're purely going on, Dan Skelton's won this the last two years and Mohaed has won this in 2018.
0: I agree with your assessment there completely. He's not one I could have. The ones I'd be keenest on at the minute, embittered, went into my notebook uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival, just almost got squeezed out slightly at a key moment, and he was sixth in the Ladbroke one by those days. Ago. uh He's running off a six pound higher mark here uh, than he would be back home in Ireland, which I guess isn't particularly ideal. But he represents strong, novice form, uh was fifth in the Royal Bond that Envoy Allen run. The forming behind that has worked out quite well, obviously. For, uh, Soviet Pimpernel, who we think is going for the Supreme, was behind him that day. I, I was I was keen on Embitter. He was one of the horses I was most looking forward to seeing in a Cheltenham handicap. Uh, interesting to see whether whether they keep uh, a claimer on board as well. That might help Hugh Morgan rode him last time out in the Ladbroke or whether JJ Slevin gets back on board.
2: Uh, I, I I'd really, really like him as well, Lewis. I'm with you. Uh, I think Hume if Hugh Morgan's taking seven off, he'll be very, very dangerous.
0: Yes, yeah, but I, I think that might be key because I think his mark of one four six when compared to the other horse who I'm going to mention, which is Aramon, who's on a mark of one four nine. Surely what they've achieved in their careers so far is just almost in an entirely different league. Aramon was fifth in the Irish Champion hurdle last time out. Uh and I know I know people might say, well, you know, he never really, he never threatened to win the race. It's it's easy enough being out the back fair, uh, you know, for the fairway and then overtaking beaten horses. But it was an all right race. And you like you like Star for the Champion Hurdle, Jim. Mm-hmm. And you've got a horse here who was eight lengths behind him, running in a handicap of 149, a Grade One winner last season, last season. second in the Aintree Grade One where Rougevif and itchy feet who are both fancied for grade one novice chasers this year were behind him uh, first time into a handicap I think the mark looks very 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 lenient
2: yeah yeah it does um, it's almost because he's not flashy or he's not like I can't even really describe it whereas Mejia feels like there's a bit of sneaky sneaky about him Aramons we all know what he is we all know how he'll run and he'll probably be up there in that first five. Um, and 14 to 1 is still a decent price about him. I can see him getting gambled on on the day. Uh, if there's any markets apart from him, from the Willie Mullins camper, I, 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 I'm i sure that'll be a positive step in his direction. Liam, do you have a view on either of
1: Amaron or Aramon or Embittered? Aramon for sure. He, um, he won at Leopardstown in December of 2018. Then he went to Leopardstown for the. Deloitte or The Farmer, whichever it's called now. And he was only ahead behind Classical Dream, who ended up winning the Supreme. Going into the Supreme, I think all all eyes were on Classical Dream. All the noise from the Mullins camp was on Classical Dream. And Aramon ran quietly. He, he ran a good race, although he was only six. I think he jumped the last, maybe just going into second, having been right out the back. And I think his effort, he made he made too much of an effort to go from nigh on last to try and get into the race and that just cost him up the hill um into handicap company he's he could be the Wicklow Brave sort of style mm. keeps running in grade ones runs all right nobody really pays much attention to him because he doesn't hit the headlines he doesn't get right to the front he doesn't win them drops into a handicap runs a screamer
0: yeah, it was sim- similar enough profile really, I guess, with Chitabello, who was who was kind of that uh, mm. kind kind of that borderline graded quality horse, probably not quite good enough to win one himself, but back into handicap company, and we have seen that with Wicklow Brave Arctic Fire. You know, the, the, the horses towards the top, top of the weights with graded form, tend to do quite well in the county in recent years. Uh I'd I'd also give a mention to the two mayors. I, I like Black Tears, though, again, the handicap has been a little bit harsher on her than I'd than I like, and I think Eglantine Soy might end up being a little bit of a wise guy horse as well, uh, but I thought they both ran well at the Dublin Racing Festival, and I liked what Black Tears did at Punchestown last time behind Elfield, though, again, I'm not particularly sure whether I'd be going back down in trip with her. Uh, Anything
2: else, either of you two, I would like to mention? I'll go to Jim first. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to give her a shout. Uh, you, when you said a mayor that you quite like, I thought you were going to say Miranda. Um, everyone who listens to this, I have a small share in Miranda. Um, I thought she was going to win everything after she won her first two starts uh, for Paul Nichols at Wincanton and Ludlow. And then she's slightly disappointed in what turned out to be a decent enough race. She needed the run first time this season, travelled into the race very, very well and just got absolutely transpired, by Totterdown. It was a weird, weird sort of race, that. Um, she was due to run last weekend but was pulled out. Uh, no, it was called off, wasn't it? Uh, and then she, she did have an entry in the Imperial Cup for this weekend um, and has been taken out of that. I don't know if this is the plan. Um, she travelled very, very well. Like the best horse in that race in the Musselburgh County Hurdle last time out, and Briony Frost said after the race she just went a bit too soon and she was disappointed with herself that she didn't. She'd never ridden Miranda before, so she didn't know that she doesn't really like being in front that much. She likes to be perfectly timed. Doesn't win by far. Doesn't do a lot in front. But I was impressed with how she rallied last time. Um, she got put up three pounds for that for that third. She's slightly disappointing. I, I thought the handicapper could have been a bit more generous and left. Left her on the same mark. However, it's it's it sort of put her with more of a chance of getting into this race, and she's forty to one. I'm, I'm not going. I'm going on the Friday to the festival. I'm I'm not going to be thinking she's going to win it, but it'd be nice to have a runner.
1: Let's just say that. Anything else for yourself, Liam? Um, if you wanted one at a price, I wonder. He's up. He's he's getting on a bit, but Remaluk finished third oh, a little bit finished third in the bet for hurdle finished second in this race 2 years ago behind Mahaid is actually better off at the weights with Mahaid for that um you can ignore his sandown run that you know that was his comeback this year in january having been off since april of 2018 go to the uh, bet hurdle completely different tactics they go towards the front he runs a screamer for third he's 33 to 1 at the moment i think some of that is well, he's old. He's eleven, but if he's thirty-three to one, Mohayed is nines and Kjeldanej is eight. There's really close form lines with those two. Mm. I know his is he, his age is the only downside. Is there other horses that are still improving and ahead of their, hand, their mark, whereas he's probably not so much? But I think he'll run a big race. He's got yeah. good. His form at Cheltenham is fine. I think it's two one two at Cheltenham, the actual course. So he obviously likes Cheltenham as well.
2: Yeah, I really, really like that. Um, 40 to one shot as well. Very very sort of shrewd almost, I think. And, and my other point, I just want to interrupt our podcast talking. There's been two races at Win Canton now and Colin Tizard has won both of them. <laughs> Ten to one, Colin Tizard has just won at Canton. No money was on. Cracking.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! Moving swiftly, swiftly. I've not asked everyone for the best selections yet. Thrown you there, have not Distracted I, me, yeah. Distracted me with his preaching. Uh, embittered and Aramon, the
1: two main ones for me, Liam. Kjeldanesh and Remaluk.
2: And Jim, I'm gonna go Moon over Germany and embittered. I'm, I'm, I'm joining you here, Lewis.
0: Nice one, lads. As we move on to the potato race, it is the Albert Bartlett, novices hurdle. Looks like quite a tidy event this season as well. I think I, I think we were lucky that we got a very very what I thought was probably the strongest of the novice hurdles last season, the the spud race, and I think it looks like a, a really interesting one again this season. Uh, Time Hill nine to two favourite ahead of Monkfish at eleven to two. as latest exhibition 10s for Harry Senior, who isn't out injured. I thought I read that somewhere and I mentioned it on the podcast, but apparently I don't know I don't know where I got that from. Twelves for Ramses to Tay. The big breakaway is going for the Ballymore apparently, then fourteens, Fury Road, sixteenth DL Kerr. We're not sure where Longhouse Poet is going, probably the Ballymore. And then twenties Bar them, which include Cobblers Way. Uh I like this race, Liam. Where are you siding at this minute?
1: Time Hill has everything going, everything right for him. He's got the perfect profile. It all looks good. Is he definitely running in the Albert Bartlett or is he going for the Ballymore?
2: Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, I I agree with you. I'm not sure. I think they might bottle it last minute and go Ballymore. It, yeah. I, I think, I think the Albert Bartlett's more winnable for him.
1: Definitely. The, 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 the definitely. last thing I
0: heard from Philip Hobbs was that this was a plan. I was listening to an interview with him this morning and I don't know when it was recorded. Uh, but it must have only been a couple of days ago and it seemed like at the minute this is what they were leaning towards.
1: Mm. That's, that, that, that's my only reservation about Time Hill is, is he definitely going for this race? Otherwise, I think he's got the perfect profile. His form stacks up, um, but he's, he's the boring favourite. So if, I, I would want to find something at, at a bigger price. And I think I found a couple um one I'll talk about Redford Road over three miles he really impressed me when he was actually second over two mile five at Ascot when he was behind uh Valtor. yes he went all the way around the outside he must have given away lengths and lengths and Mm. lengths and still got close to Valtor, who's I know he's rated much higher and it's slowly coming down because he's not been running as well um But I thought that was a a really good run. And he backed that up when he went over three miles at Cheltenham, beating Champagne Well, Kiltili Briggs, Mossy Fenn, who's come out and won. Um, And then they dropped him in distance. They went back to two mile four, back at Cheltenham, and I just don't think he could keep up. Or he actually went from the front, and I don't think he had the the pace to to actually um, stay in front, basically. I think back over three miles. If you took out that two mile five run or two mile four run, he wouldn't be the. Th- you can get thirty threes, you can get twenty fives. I don't think he'd be that sort of price at all. I think he'd be sixteens. So I think he's really interesting.
2: Mm, I, I agree. I think the price is very generous on him. Um, mm-hmm. I, he's almost people have forgotten about him. Um, but he, he's certainly one that you won't really want to underestimate. And at thirty three to one, he's a He's a decent each-way price, I think. Mm,
1: definitely. Yeah, it
0: says a lot about his ability, that he was able to finish third in such a strong champion bumper last season. Uh, it is, it is. I, I guess he kind of is the unsexy profile because he's pretty much been favourite for it anti-post all season. Uh, done nothing wrong. And I guess he's been almost a little bit of a forgotten horse. But that's that's almost what this race... He's tended to be won by i I'd, I'd, I'd categorize latest exhibition as almost an Irish time hill uh on what they've done so far this season jim and, and you were a fan of him uh well you've been a fan of him all year what yes yeah,
2: yeah I, I think he's got an absolutely outstanding chance uh i'm sat on sixteen to one on him to win this race um i'm very very happy with that um i don't th- there's no other horse in this race i'd swap him for um i i think he's I just like the way he goes. You saw last time out in that grade one at the Dublin Racing Festival that he just tries and he tries and he tries. And he was he put his I think the step up in trip will certainly suit him. Um, he's he's so likable. He beat Andy Dufresne at the time uh, at, at Navan in that grade two. And everyone was was thinking Christ. Uh, Andy Dufresne's got beat and, and we've seen that he's not been as good as what we've expected him to be since. He was second behind Abracadabra uh, in the grade three over two mile. That was clearly too sharp for him, but he still ran very, very well. He's been progressing with each one of his runs um, and it's nice to see Paul Nolan with another nice horse. He's been a while that he's had a good novice hurdler to go to war with. We saw last season with Disco Rama that he was his main one for last season. And he, Paul Nolan doesn't travel his horses around for no reason. And I, I, I really, really, really like latest exhibition for this. Uh, just the impression that he gave me at Leopardstown last time. He, he didn't even exactly jump the last very well, but it, the way he landed, he, he landed a bit all at sea, but he got, got sorted out and he properly put his head down and ran to the, ran to the line and asserted very, very well uh, in the finish. And I, I certainly think three miles will be... Won't stop him from winning. The Albert Bartlett, he's one of my main fancies for the week. I really, really fancy the ears off him.
0: Would you consider latest exhibition as as the biggest threat to the favourite then, Liam?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. To be honest, he's he's got the right profile in terms of something that I like to see for three milers is where they start at two and slowly work their way up.
0: Yes, me I too. Really I
1: like progression and. Um, I think it helps with longevity of the horses as well. Starting at two four, two five, even starting at three over hurdles, just they can do it for that their novice season, but it seems to really take their its toll going forward. Um, so his profile is really nice. He started over two, he got beat over two, but it was by Abba Cadabras, who obviously is is a, a big fancy for the Supreme. He's slowly worked his way up to four, two six, three miles now for the Albert Bartlett. It's a really nice profile, and I couldn't knock it.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I like your point about latest like, exhibition running over two miles as well, because I, I think he looks like he's going to be a proper stay. I think this race will play to his strengths, but his two-mile form is at least 135 plus. So he beat Fatsy in his maiden hurdle, who's got an O.R. of 133, and was then got, free, got to within three lengths of Abacadabras. So he, even over two miles, which looks like it'll be a mile short of his best, he's definitely a 135-plus animal over a trip that wouldn't particularly suit him. Uh, he he isn't flash flashy, and I guess that's why I've kind of been trying to take him on this season. But he's he's so so uh. W- yeah. Is worth so much respect to this. i I think I might side with a horse we've not mentioned yet, which, and he 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 doesn't have a typical sort of Albert B- Battle at profile. It's not. It's not the sort of horse I'd normally like for the race. But I've been so impressed with Monkfish this season that even, even though he doesn't seem he's not quite as battle hardened, uh, he's not quite had to dig as deep as. Time hill or latest exhibition have had to do and show that they've got they can grind out a race that can often turn into a tough test like the Albert Bartlett. Uh, but Jesus, like Monkfish M- 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 has managed to look speedy, running running over you know almost three miles on on softer ground. Uh, I-, I think the form of his win at furlis last time out stacks up. It he was yet to be asked to, uh, yet to be asked a question when Run Wild and Freddy was his. Uh, nearest, uh, well, not quite pursuer, they were about level, but Monkfish was travelling much, much, much better when he came down. Vital Wa, who is a decent enough yardstick in these sort of staying novice races in Ireland this season, soundly beaten by him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, this sounds a bit mental because I, I do think he'll win the race, I wouldn't be surprised if this was just a bit all too much for him at this stage and he, he ended up finishing quite well beaten. But I, I do think he's a horse with the most ability in this race. Uh, we, we know he'll stay. And I think he'll win. I Ooh. think he'll win.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's that's a big statement. I, I have slight worries about him. I, I'm not sure what he has been. Like, I'd have quite like to have, have run in a bit of graded company before coming to this. Um, he's a big, big, big lad, isn't he? And I just feel like this race might come a bit too soon for him.
0: Yeah, it's it's the exact sort of profile I normally wouldn't touch for an Albert Bartlett. I, I know. Which is and but I, I've just been so impressed with him, mate. I, I I don't. I I I think if he wins this, he does it very very impressively.
2: Yeah, you have been you have been a massive advocate of him all season. You've been talking about him. Uh, you've been really looking forward to it. Um, to him running and, and yeah yeah I have to respect him. I think the top three in the market are I, I can I think are very, very very solid but I could poke holes in the top two if you really wanted me to push you on something. Um and and you've you've got to mention Ramsey tear in this. Uh he's been magnificent. He might he might not win this. Um there's a lot more youthful, unexposed types going into this. But what he's done this season, he's been great. Better David Pipe having an absolute field day training him. Trying to preserve his mark for the national, and he's picking up grade two hurdles every day of the week, all over the country. You saw it at Haydock last time that that really really suited him. It was proper Haydock custard ground, and he just carried on battle battled Kaluki, who, who was good enough sort in his own in his own right, and he absolutely battered the field at Doncaster uh, in the River Don. And he's just been really likable this season. I, I don't. He's not exactly my idea of the winner. However, I think he'll, he'll be there or thereabouts. And if, if there's a proper stamina test going up the hill, I, I will not want to be facing Ramsey's detay because he's one of the toughest that come.
1: Yeah, I yeah. was going to say that if you don't stay three miles, I don't think you'll win this race because of Ramsey's detay. Mm. He's going to make it such a test that you, there's going to be something that disappoints but, and they'll go, yeah, we need to drop him back in distance. Because of Ramses' delay, but yeah, if if he's there jumping the last, and you're on the other one, I would not like to be in that position at all. No, I,
2: no, I'd be very nervous. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, 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 he's, he's, he just puts his head down. David Noonan rode him last time, and he rode into an absolute peach. He knew that he'll stay, he'll stay all day, and he, he was niggling him around that haydock bend, and which is quite sharp. It's A-Doc's a sharp enough trap for him to be running at, and he was at him the whole way up the straight. And he ripped the heart out of Kaluki, and uh, he's, he's so likable, and I hope he. I, I quite fancy him for the national.
0: Yeah, we, we liked him for the national last year. Didn't go to plan. Problem with his reins, wanted a mm. second season. Novices do have a very very decent record in this, you know. I mean, Harry, has uh, Cross in recent years. Uh, I guess he he's almost at, at the furthest end of the spectrum of the horses in this race from Monkfish. Uh, what 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 do you make of of my pick Liam? monkfish yes
1: i'm the the the, the lack of graded racing what has he beaten essentially um bar run wild fred who unfortunately fell at um turles if you take him out i'm not so sure about the form but he's a complete unknown and as an unknown, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't want to be backing him at fives, eleven to two. I would want tens plus sort of thing. I just uh, he could be he could be really really good, but he could also be quite good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I get sense. yeah. I think his his reputation because it's Willie Mullins and yeah. Rich Ritchie. I yeah. think that's the only reason. If he was trained by, for example, you look further down. If he was trained by Martin Brazil, for example. He'd, he'd be the same price as Longhouse Poet.
0: I, I disagree with that. I do disagree with that because we know we've seen Longhouse Poet be beaten a couple of times a season well with Montfish being stepped up in trip. Uh, he's, done both, he's won both races very, very easily. I, I, I don't think there's a difference there between one who's a little bit exposed and one who is unexposed and might not be good enough but could be. You know what I mean? And I, I, I accept, I, you know, ev- ev- every single hole people can pick in monkfish. I probably agree with, and I can acknowledge. Uh, but I don't know. I'm i I've just been mad impressed by him. We've not we've not mentioned Harry Caine yet as well, who I went back and watched his win uh, at Cheltenham this morning. Because in my head before that, I kind of thought he'd be in a bit of a non-stayer in King Roland. But watching it back, I was, actually, I was actually really impressed by him. And it wouldn't surprise me if he ran a good race. Uh, what do you make of him, William, for Colin Tizard?
1: He caught my eye earlier on in the season when he was second to Edward Stone at Engtree. Um And he'd, he'd been beaten by the the in,
2: Sporting in John. Here,
1: the right horses over two mile. Um, and then he slowly stepped up in distance I thought what you mentioned earlier about King Rowland, I thought he beat a non-stare or, or. King Rowland looked like he was going to run away with that turning in and then didn't. I would if just be. If
0: he'd got your fit, I'd have, I'd have run him in a Supreme rather than a Ballymore.
2: <laughs> no, I'm quite happy about that because I, I took 33s about King Rowland the week before that race at Cheltenham and he, he, I don't think he's running at all now, is he? No, he's injured. Uh, carry on, Liam.
1: I just. I've got question marks about the form being Albert Bartlett class, being, mm. you know, being a real, a a winner. I could see him finishing full fifth, sixth sort of thing, running a good race, going next season and, and picking up races, but possibly not being right at the top uh, of the grade ones. Whereas I think there could be a few, Time Hill, Monkfish potentially, latest exhibition for sure, um, that could be a little bit, special
2: yeah you've also got to remember what he did at warwick as well he, he he was a bit of a lunatic going down to the start you can't be going like that down to the start at chelton me unship uh, puppy power yeah. um and i've I just got question marks about his temperament after that um he's he shown nothing wrong in his race will ground his runners into submission he stayed on very strongly last time out um but out of the two of the tizards, two Tizard horses in this race, I prefer Lieutenant Rocco. Um, he's a really, really good looking sort. He's a big bull of an animal. And, uh, Lovely with
0: him. Chestnut,
2: white face. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's certainly showed sure he wasn't uh, stuck for sh- speed last time out of Warwick. Warwick's a very, very sharp track. I know it wasn't heavy ground. And he beat Stick with Bill, um, who's a horse I quite like for handicap. Further down in the line, uh, I think he's. Is it there There's a Newbury one in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, he needed to get a mark for that. He's a horse I like as well. But he ground him into submission, and he, he's he could be anything. Um, he's, he's running two races, and he's won one by nine, and he's won one by eleven. Um, and previous to that, being in two points point to points, um, both being in them. But he he's obviously progressing with racing. And he's he's one I I prefer out of the two of the Tizards at a price of twenty to one. I, th- I think he could be each way of value.
0: Yeah, I, I like that we've all kind of come up with a little bit of a bigger price one as well because I think Cobblers Way well, is highly overpriced at twenty to one. Uh, second behind Latest Exhibition at the Dublin Racing Festival last time out. The form of his maiden hurdle is, is working out very very well. Beat Sempo Francin. Who might be a handicap uh, uh, running in a handicap at the festival and the big getaway? Who's fancied uh, for the Ballymore that day? And he looks like a proper proper staying type. Might not have the uh, the raw ability of a horse like uh, Time Hill or latest Exhibition, we said. But the only worry with me is how little experience he's had. But I don't think. Uh, he should be as big a price as 20 to 1, if I'm honest. He definitely shouldn't be the same price as a horse who's running in the Supreme, Mysterium for launch. Uh, uh, We'll we'll wrap the potato race up there, boys. Liam, uh, your main pick?
1: Redford Road. Oh,
2: 33 to 1. We're chucking it in there. I love that. Absolutely love that.
0: We'll go for that. It's going to be Monkfish just about for me, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with Monfish, He's been he's been in mind for, it for me for a couple of months, so I'll, I'll stick with him. He's he's not done aught to dissuade me otherwise. And
2: Jim, the latest exhibition. He's he's one of my main fancies for the festival, and I really really fancy the ears off him.
0: We like that. As we move on then to the main race of the week it is the Cheltenham Gold Cup, and what a wide wide open renewal it is. Seven to two favourite now Santini money for him in the week, fours for album photo, six to one Delta work, thirteen to two lost in translation, fifteen to two Clandesobo, nine to one Kenboy, elevens presenting Perse, twenty fives for Bristol Demai and Mono-Li, and thirty three to one. Bah, then, because we know what Jim's gonna say, Liam, <laughs> we'll to you first and we, and you can do some actual analysis on it, <laughs> Jim.
1: Uh-huh. Hey, well, there's two I like in this race and one of them is Santini uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. And, the,
1: and the other one I'll expect to get a better response to is lost in translation yes um so I talk about Santini now I, I know some people think he's slow he's um he just needs as far as far can go I I thought he ran a a really good race in the RSA last year, off the back of a really disrupted preparation, where he still beat Delta Work. He ran top of the game really close, and I actually thought he was going to win it turning in. And I think he jumped, he jumped into the lead at the second last or maybe the last, um, and top of the game just, I think he helped, helped, um, kicked him really after the last. You can't knock, I don't think you can really knock that form. Delta Works won three grade ones since in Ireland. So Santini still beat him off the back of a poor preparation. Delta Works third favourite. And Santini won at, at Sandown. I don't think they had him ready at all. I would completely ignore that race. He still managed to win. And then he beat Bristol May, who um, Nigel Twiston-Davis thought was in the form of his life going into that. He beat him, he ran him down, Bristled May in the race again. It's going to be run exactly the same, in my opinion. And Santini can pick him up again. And whilst others are are getting a bit, yeah, this is too far, this is too hard, he'll be running on strongly.
0: Can I ask you, Liam, because this is where I I am not as anti-Santini as Jim. I, (laughs) I, I think he's very much a contender. I don't think he deserves to be favoured though. Can I ask you what what do you think he has to his game that Album Photo doesn't? Uh,
1: there's I can't really pick a hole in Album Photo, being honest. Um, I just think there might be. I think there's more to come from Santini, whereas I think we might have already seen. Uh, I'm going to say the limit of Album Photo, but that's a pretty good limit having won a, a gold cup. <laughs> um. You know, I think they're the right favourite and second favourite, but I just think there might be a little bit more to come from Santini when he gets in a real um, big race, a a strongly run race with lots of horses that he can go with, like I think happened in the RSA. There was there was three of them and that uh, you could probably say some might argue that was his better performance actually then than actually beating Bristol Domaine. You know, he beat the third favourite for the Gold Cup rather than the whatever it is, the eighth eighth favourite, ninth favourite for the Gold Cup. Um, I know he didn't win the race, but as I said, he came off the back of a poor preparation. I think the better field will actually bring more out of Santini um, than we've yet seen.
0: Yeah, I know. I know you you you're not a fan of Santini, Jim. You think he's too slow. But we've we, we've mentioned on the podcast before. In recent years, the Midlands National and the Welsh National have produced more Gold Cup winners than the Bet Fair Chase and the King George. So, is, is, is too slow for a Gold Cup a thing? And have, are, are you looking at this sort of cartoon version of Santina that just looks like Alan Brazil uh, that we've invented in our heads?
2: The horse the merits serious respect, mate. Yeah. Well, uh, does he? Does he really deserve to be a favourite in this race? Because album Photo. Won this race last year, it was very, very impressive. All a bit, he wasn't as competitive as this year. However, he's come out at Tremor. He's jumped very, very well. He's... he's I know I know Tremor fences are aren't anything special. However, I I feel like he he bumped, he bumped into Ken Boyd, didn't he? he? We weren't expecting to see Willie Mullins and run both of them in the same race. That was Ruby Walsh's last ride on it, and he was throwing every, everything at it. And... I feel like album Photo is slightly underappreciated in this market. I, I think he should be clear favourite. I'd have him three to one favourite ahead of everything else, in my opinion. Um, I think the market has got this very, very wrong, if I'm being honest. I'd have Alboon Photo threes, uh, lost in translation delta work uh, around five to one, followed by Santini at eights. I'll Kem- take Santini at eights if you want some money on it. Presenting, no, no, not with you. Anyone but you. Uh, I think presenting Percy should be a lot shorter, and I've, I've been quick to slag him a lot this season. Um, I think Ken Boy should be a bigger price. Um, Chrissy's dream is is likeable, but I'm, I think this is a lot hotter water for him to be contesting in. Um, but I might as well talk about Lost in Translation because that's all I do. put posters all over my bedroom wall of him. Um, You've held
0: us long enough, pal, go on.
2: Just, just just, this morning, Lewis, you came to the same lesson as me and I somehow managed to get in for a bullet to do with assignment and Lewis was absolutely furious. Uh, so ever since that, the two horses that have caught my eye since that Chepstow store uh, made a novice hurdle uh, was Dynamite Dollars and Lost Team Translation. Dynamite Dollars got the better of him. He's progressed with every run throughout that um lost in translation. And last season, he had really, really good form. He, he, he was a bit slow to learn to jump in at Newbury. Um, I thought, Le Bago, he, I remember he took the second last out behind Le Bagoa when looking dangerous on his second start over fences. And that absolutely knocked the stuffing out of him. And then the heart that he showed in the dipper to beat Defi Desoye. He got headed and then he soon rallied up that running. He's he since then got beat twice by Defi Desai, which is no disappointing efforts, are they? Um, Defi Desai is going to be a leading contender in the champion chase uh, over two miles this season. And then what he did at Aintree was absolutely breathtaking. Um, smashed top of the game, he won the RSA all a bit. That could have taken a lot out of him. And then he was out for the rest of the season after that. So there was obviously issues there he's absolutely trounced the field there he's had a nice opening introduction at Carlisle beating Count Mirabel easily enough and then he went on to the Betfair chase now I've watched his Betfair chase at least six, seven times in this past week and I am nothing but impressed with the gears that he shows Robbie Power said after the race that he just got to the front too soon um, and he just got a bit lazy almost he he can be ridden any way he wants he's the most versatile horse ever He can be held up. He can be ridden forward. And I'd quite like to see him be ridden a bit more further forward. Um, Because I I think taking Native River out of this race has sort of opened up the the chance for Santini to get an easy lead. And I don't think Santini will get an easy lead if Lost in Translation's up there. Because I think his jumping is a lot better than Santini's, uh, even though he did make that error. Well, he made—he just wasn't right in the King George. It, it was clear that the Betfair Chase took more out of him than uh, the Tizards thought. It was only three weeks, four weeks after uh, his victory winning that Grade One. However, I've put a line through that King George. He's a lot, lot better animal than that. And the more and more I watch of all all of his races, the more and more I think he's going to win. And having backed him at 16 to one last season after Aintree, I am absolutely buzzing that we are in this situation. And if if he does win I will probably try and hurdle the parade ring and go and give him a massive hug.
0: <laughs> You're taking it on trust, though, pal there, aren't you? That 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 that's that has to be a leap of faith that the Tizards have got him back to his best. You know, it's it, it is as bad a preparation as he could have had for the Gold Cup.
2: Well you've you've have I'm willing I'm willing to give him another try. Um the thing is is that if if he hadn't run in that King George, what price would he have been now? Uh, it was he did it.
0: was bad and he came back with a problem.
2: You have to take him on trust. However, I trust the world with lost in translation. I, I'd I I'd trust him to run in any race. I think he'd be competitive in the Ryanair if he turned up. I'd even won't even rule him out of the Champion Chase if he went there because I'd quite like to see him positively run two miles from the front. I think he's got the gears to go whatever distance you want to go. And I absolutely think he's a superstar. You like him as well, Liam?
1: Yeah, I thought when he stepped up to uh, three miles last year at Aintree, that was very, very impressive. And I thought he put himself in. He caught my eye, but I was I still wanted to see more before I was interested for a Gold Cup or potentially a Ryanair because they'd been flicking between the distances. His Carlisle effort was very good, but it was expected. His Haydock run, I thought that was really, really good. I thought he was really, really impressive there. Um, he beat the Haydock specialist in Bristol to May. I think you really have to mark that really high to to beat a horse who can't seem to lose at Haydock and can do, you know, can beat fields by absolute miles there. Um, and at Kempton, I would completely ignore that run, in my opinion. I think he wants all of this trip now. I think he's he's grown, and he wants this three-mile-two trip. At Kempton, I I think he was only running there because it's because there was the bonus, essentially. Mm. Kempton, I always knock half a mile off at Kempton. If it's three miles, it's two-mile-four. I think they just went too quick for him. He got a little bit close to a couple. He made a few mistakes, and they, I thought they were quite easy on him, and no, they they... He came back with a problem of sorts. Um, I just, I, I think, I don't always like to see horses chasing bonuses. I don't always like to see horses going from um, real stamina sapping tracks to speed tracks. And I think they, they almost made a mistake with him by running him in the King George. You know, everyone thinks the King George is the, the, the pre-race for the Gold Cup. It's not. It's not, and I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. If I owned a horse, I wouldn't be running that at all. Take that run out. He's the same price as probably Santini, Album, Photo, and I'm. I'd be more than happy to take that run out. Looking at it now, that's a very,
0: very f- fair way to see it. Liam. I, I, I went in on Lost in Translation at the start, uh, well before the season started. So I am, I am sitting, sitting with a bet on him and I do think that I'd be very very confident if not for Kempton I like what you've said about why we should ignore Kempton or well if not ignore it at least forgive it uh, somewhat and that that makes me a little bit more confident Uh, we've not mentioned Delta work yet Jim I said after the end of the last last year Zara said I thought he was the best horse in it but the least Suited to a gold cup, and I think I'd kind of agree with what I said last year. I don't think he's done enough to change my mind. That I think an easier three, Leopardstown, Punchestown, suit him down to the ground. Just not quite sure he wants this much of a stamina test, mate.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, he showed great heart to win at Leopardstown, beating Ken Boy at the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, everyone sort of expected. Um, Ken Boy to be winning that. I was very, very disappointed with him in, uh, that day, Ken Boy. I just, I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe all that racing syndicate palaver has got to his head. Um, I, I, I just think. Just time up. Um, he, he, he's been okay, hasn't he, Ken Boy? We're going back to Delta. Work, beat monalie at Christmas uh, in the Savills and um, was was fourth early on in the is it the J and um, he was very very disappointing that day a lot of people fancied him and he seriously disappointed um, but since then he's won back-to-back grade one uh, three-mile chases which is exactly what you want and i'm in the, i'm in agreement with you lewis that i, I just think that this mm-hmm. extended two furlongs won't be more up his street it'll be more up the street of others such as well glossing translation and it pains me to say santini
1: what
0: do you make of Delta Work, Liam? See him as a threat? Uh,
1: not, to, not to Santini. I think Santini beats him again. He beat him in the RSA. The distance will suit Santini more than Delta Work, the extra two furlongs. Um, he's the right price on what he's achieved this year if you don't look at what race he's then running in, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's, if, if you don't take into account the RSA, he's, he's the right price um, but people should be doing that. But will, um, yeah, I, I I think he'll run well. I think there's a few here that here.
0: And Jim mentioned Kemboy as well, mate. I, he was probably the best three mile chaser around last season. Obviously, things didn't go to plan here. Again, I, I I don't think though he's he's strengthened his own case so far this season.
1: This season he's been. If you want to knock Delta work, you have to knock Kenboy. Um this season he's not been impressive yet, the the whole owner thing, I'm sure that can't affect the horse, but um yeah. I don't like him this year. I don't like I wouldn't be I, I think you're backing him on what he had achieved rather than what he's shown this season. And there's other horses coming into this race with a lot better form this season, and and potentially overall even.
2: If you'd have told me after his, him beating Alboon Foto at Punchestown that there would be five points difference between the two, I would have absolutely laughed in your face. I would have thought that was ridiculous. But exactly like Liam said, um, you, you you have to, if you don't like Delta Work, you, you don't like Ken Boy, really.
0: No, that's that's very fair. Now personally, I expect to see. A better showing from Klander's oboe this season in the Gold Cup. I wouldn't be surprised if he hit the frame. Am I completely backing up the wrong tree with that, Liam?
1: Does he stay?
0: See, I don't. I, better I don't, than
2: people have given him yeah, credit for. Yeah, I think. I'm with you. I, I think he could have been given a more aggressive ride last season.
0: No, uh, less aggressive. Cons- riding. Oh, 30s,
2: yeah, I've know,
0: said, yeah. i said the wrong thing. But. I, I, I. I would be surprised if he, one, I, don't think, I think the stamina has to be the question mark, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got closer this year, knowing what they know about him now. I know the King George kind of fell apart around him, but he was very impressive in doing what he did. And he did go very well, very well for a long way in the Gold Cup last season. But I guess the caveat to that is, for a long way
1: yeah exactly that they, they were the words I would have picked you up on there for a long way he did go well he is he was only seven he is now eight um but yeah in might again for me his best two performances probably for everyone have been in the King George at Kempton yeah. Kempton's not Cheltenham
0: no and it's, it's it's an easier race to win back-to-back as well than, a, the, the, than the Gold Cup is. It takes it takes it out of a horse, doesn't it? Uh, going back, I guess that's something that's being used to not album photo, although I, I know Ruby Walsh's Ruby Walsh quote the other day about it, it was brilliant. Uh, Jim, you, you're kind of, not, well, not with me on that, you also think you'll see a better run this time around?
2: Yeah, I do. And it was an interesting point Liam made early on that he always rates uh, Kempton form so if it's a 3 mile it's a 2 mile 4 um, interesting that he rates it that sharp uh, I, we all know that Kempton is a sharp track however I, I didn't think, I've never thought of that personally myself so I, I might take that into consideration when looking at other races now um, I, I respect Grandis Um I think he'll be finishing a tired 4th or 3rd though, because there's some proper proper stayers in this
0: yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Creditable effort in defeat, though. I, I I do think he is he is worth another try at the trip. If he doesn't stay at this time, he's never gonna uh, present in person. Is another horse I backed at the start of the season for this race. Uh, I I was I was willing to forgive his running it last year because he came home lame and the prep was a little bit weird, and he was sixteen to one at the start of the season. So I thought, well, off the back of one run, ish. I I thought he was too big a price based off one poor effort. I'm not sure what I make of him now. He ran ran similarly eye-catching races in defeat on his first two starts. And then he was all right at Leopardstown, but I thought he actually emptied quite quickly last time at the Dublin Racing Festival. Uh, (laughs) How how long does a horse have to keep running eye-catchingly before? before we give up on him, Jim? Um,
2: how do you solve a problem like presenting Percy? Um, people thought that Davy Russell was too slow in getting to the front. He tried that again on his latest start uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival. He got to the front and I just... He didn't seem to have the stamina in there that were expected. People said that he was quietly ridden in the Savile chase at Christmas. And Davy Russell did the opposite. Philip Reynolds even said he'd have quite liked to have seen him kick on a bit early on. Uh, and he did that. And he he just sort of tired, I thought, a bit. He looked a bit laboured. Um, of course. it looked
0: like you were trying to qualify for the potemps at Christmas.
2: <laughs> I know. Um, you, obviously, you can't take that RSA form out the back of your mind. That was one of the best festival performances we've seen in many a year. And he beat some very, very good horses. Now, I know he beat good horses and Album Foto fell in that race but is not exactly a strong three mile chaser um, I, you'd have to question the stamina on that one um, I, I just feel that I, I just feel that presenting Percy is a bit of a oh it's true trainer he'll keep, he'll get this one ready he'll get this one ready and I, th- I do think he be, will be tuned up to the nines for the Gold Cup however he just you've sort of got to take him almost with a pinch of salt, you'd be willing to go, yeah, he might win, or yeah, he might finish fourth, plodding on. He could travel the best horse in the race and not find anything like he did last time. Um, I fully respect presenting Percy. He's a really, really, really good horse, but I'd want a bit bigger than 11 to 1 to be probably backing him each way.
0: How do you view Percy, Liam? Give him a
1: chance. I have never, ever understood the horse. I've, i don't think I've, i don't think i've ever got him right i don't think i have ever i don't think i've ever even liked the horse It's harsh <laughs> to say i like it. i don't you should never back a horse based on liking or disliking a horse you should never dislike horses really you know you shouldn't but you just get some that you just like I don't understand him and I honestly somebody said to me should I back presenting Percy I'd go that's completely up to you because I <sighs> don't know
0: <laughs> I, I I completely understand what you mean though especially this season I've just I, I've just kind of been confused at like last these first two runs you look and you think yeah The Gold Cup should suit him, should suit him down to the ground, and then you see him next time out. And he looked like horse who wanted to be going back down in trip. He baffles me. I've I've got 14s on him, which I guess I'm I'm happy enough with, though. I think I took that 14s, assuming it was gonna be half that price come March. Uh, Not particularly sure. Anything at a bigger price, Liam, or is are the cream of the crop? So far, in va- so far in advance of everything else.
1: I don't have anything at price in this race, nothing at all, bar no, nothing at all.
0: No, I agree, mate. I, I, I think it's, I think it's almost impossible to make a case for anything other than the ones we spoke about. Jim, what
2: about you? No, not for me. You know, there's only eyes on one horse in this for me, <laughs> and it, 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 that 16 to one is still very, very tasty that I have got.
1: That's Santini, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Santini wins, Christ I don't know what a good. If you see a a rather large man crying and sobbing in the Guinness Village, um, it, it's more than likely going to be me, um, upside down in a bin, crying. But <laughs> Santini has just beat Lost in Translation. Um, that is arguably that that's not even crossed my mind yet. Um, if that does. Please don't speak to me in this podcast. will more than likely be cancelled.
0: <laughs> Can I ask you, Jim? Because, of, course, of course you've only actually ever spoke about Lost in Translation all season. In regards to this race, who would you say is, say is his biggest danger?
2: Alboon Flauta, without a doubt.
0: Fair enough. And your main pick for the race, then, Liam? Side of Musantini.
1: I will side with Musantini.
0: God. i'm probably gonna i think i might it's not a race i have a i i have a ridiculously strong opinion on and i don't think i will do going going to the race because I, I i do think that the top few are only a couple of pounds between each other and i i think we could win this race even though you know you you'd expect Santini to run his best race of the year in the gold cup. An album photo to run his best race of the year in the gold cup whereas i'm not sure we'll see that from delta work and we won't see it from clandis oboe so it kind of elevates them in my mind slightly but I, I wouldn't be sure if we ran the race 10 times whether we'd get you know the same winner more than six it's a really really wide open one i probably will side with album photo just do almost slightly because of what i asked you earlier liam where i don't I think he stays as well as Santini, and so much, so much has been made of Santini. Will love the trip, which he will do, and it'll be right up his street. But Album Photo stays free too, as well, and he stayed. He saw the trip out well last year, and he's a quicker horse than Santini, uh, so that is just slightly swinging the balance for it uh, at the minute for me. I might not end up even having a bet on the day. I might just stick with my antipose on Percy and Loss in translation and cross my fingers and enjoy uh, being as boring and fencity as I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to ask you, Jim, because you won't stop talking for five minutes <laughs> if I let you off again, uh, but it'll be lost in translation. For Mr. Watson, as we move on then to the Amateurs Gold Cup after, it is the Fox Hunter Chase. I always love the Fox Hunter to be fair. It's one of my favourite races of the festival. Uh Andy Bet five to one favourite Hazel Hill. Ahead of thirteen to two for Billoway, seven to one Minella Rocco, eight Staker Wallace, tens Cad de Burley, Flyer, 40s, Alcala, Bob and Coe isn't running, sixteens Don Polly and Topwood, thirty threes to one. Bar them some people struggle to get a bit of an angle on the amateurs, Liam. Are you one of them, or do you have a strong case?
1: Hazel Hill wins this again. Um, Ooh, bold call. He, yep. He he really impressed me last year, and I think the preparation this year has been completely different to last year. That's why I think he actually got beat up, whether be by Manila Rocco. So last year he was still like working his way up in in hunter chasing. Are we good enough for the Cheltenham Festival? They turned up at all the meetings, fully fit, ready to go. Worked their way up. Yes, we are good enough. Let's now go to the Cheltenham Festival. or we can win that as well. This year, when he went to Weatherby, I can't imagine he was a hundred percent. He did also give away give four pound to Manella Rocco. He ran a great race. Um. He was only beaten a length and a half. I think off levels, he'll reverse that form. I thought he was at Cheltenham last year. I got him down as winning against the pace bias. So he was quite a way behind. And very quickly when Alex asked him to close up, he did close up and then was running away at the finish. It. No, none, No other hunter chase horse has caught my eye this year. Um bar maybe Manella Rocco, but I think Hazel Hill, reverse that, that Weatherby form with him, back at the festival, 100%, all geared around returning, to the Cheltenham Festival.
0: I like that, and I get, that looks quite closely, to my pick, but I will let, James go first mate, who, who do you fancy? Oh,
2: I, I have absolutely no opinion, out of all the races, that we've looked at so far, um, this is not like me, but I'm, I'm more than likely, going to sit on the fence, Um you, you saw in the day two preview that Adam Webb's main fancy of the festival was Bill Away. Um, I, 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 I watched that race back last night after he said that. Uh, and the, not Nate Hunter-Chase, he won very impressively, beating Stoker-Wallace. Um, I, I, I agree with him with the fact that Willie Mullins has now got a horse for... Patrick to ride for this race and Patrick's been wanting to ride win this race for years and I think he, he he's probably where I'm gonna land I'm gonna stick with Adam uh, with his tip of uh, Bill away um I, I don't have a strong opinion but I would really 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 like David Maxwell to win it if anyone else was because what he does he's taken a fair bit of stick in the last recent months and what he's done for horse racing is great. He's pumping money. And if he wants to ride, buy his own horses and ride him, let him. If he wants to have fun, that's his job. He, has, he, he just wants to have fun. He does property developing through the week. And he rides top-class 140-rated chasers and hurdlers throughout the week. It's an absolutely magnificent what he's done. And anyone that slags him off, in my opinion, give me a good reason why. Because he's a great advocate for the sport. I think
0: he will win the race, Jim.
2: Do you?
0: I'm quite keen on Shantou Flyer. You're always and I think he's keen one on
2: Shantou Flyer.
0: I think he's one of the most overpriced horses of the festival. Ooh. This this is a race, uh, jointly with the cross country, where horses have the best record coming back and, and running multiple times in it. Uh, Shantoo, uh, Eight horses in the past decade have, have finished in the first three in this race more than once. And almost crucially, there's been three winners who were beaten in the race a year before, and it would have been four had Oscar Delta not unseated up the running. Uh, the uh, Salsify one, Sol- yeah. I think it was Salsify's it was first Jay year.
2: Mangan, what, Jay, year? Mangan.
0: Yeah, Jay, Jay Mangan got unseated up the running, he kind of jinked, didn't he? Went through the tape. Uh, but Oscar Delta was beaten in the race the year before. Pasha de Polda has been, baby run, and oh, the other one might come to me. Uh, but Shantou Fire has a fantastic Cheltenham record runner up in the Ultima runner up in this last year after a little bit of a rush preparation I don't think they wanted to run him at that Fontwell race he was he was so poor on his debut for Maxwell at, at Warwick where Hazel Hill absolutely spanked him uh, that they needed to get two wins into him to qualify for the race so he ended up having, having pretty much running every fortnight from the end of January until the festival to get him in, uh, he's been he's had a much more of a clearer run through this time. Won a point back in January, and then uh, as easy as you'd like at faking him last season, sorry last time out. And I don't think he's too much of a worse horse than he was in his prime. You know he was he was rated one five uh, six at his peak, one five and. Uh, one five nine, sorry, when he was runner-up to Q card in the Ascot Chase. Now I know that's completely irrelevant nowadays, but I I tend to be against all the more exposed handicap chases in races like this. I, I was all over Hazel Hill last season, and I, and I backed him. Uh, but I don't think Shantou Flyer fits that trap of a of a horse who was a big name, which is kind of where I feel Manella Rocco is. I, I I'd, I'd be more confident that Shantou Flyer will run a race rather than Mel Rocco. Uh, I don't think Shantou Flyer is too much below the level he was showing about two years ago that that, that showed him hack up in the Ultima. His Cheltenham record is absolutely unreal. Uh, I think he's run out the course eight times. Uh, one of them he came down uh, in the national hunt chase as a novice. But away from that, his, his record is win, win. Second, 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 and then a fourth, uh, and another second. It is absolutely first-class Cheltenham form. Runs well at the has run well at the festival in the past, uh, and I think he'll be in the first three. And I don't see why he's eleven to one. I think it's cracking each way price. Uh, I do respect Hazel Hill, who was I take everything on board uh, that Liam has said. Really good winner of the race last season and was probably slightly underrated because he was from a pointing background rather than, you know, a, more of a familiar name uh, like like the Manella Roccos of the world. But I just I just think Shantou Flair's double his price and I don't think there'll be loads between them this year. I'd expect Shantou Flyer actually to bridge the gap somewhat. Uh, Bill Away merits respect, like you said, impressed by him last time out been lots of talk for Steker Wallace really lightly raced. I know, I know, uh, there's a quote about him being a nine year old with the legs of a six year old. So lightly raced. He is, uh, and you have to respect anything else. Ender Borgia puts up towards this, but yeah, I, I'm very, very keen on Shantou Flyer, mate. I'll, I, he, he'll probably be my each way pick of the festival.
2: it will be interesting to see who rides, uh, Manila Rock and Staker Wallace. Um, because Derrick O'Connor is more than likely going to ride one of them. Which one would you ride if you were Derrick O'Connor, Liam?
1: Manella Rocco.
2: Ooh.
1: Manella um, Rocco.
2: He's... Lewis? What Manella would you do Rocco. Say? Sorry, Liam, what yeah. were you going to say?
1: No, no, he he beat last year's winner. There's no real negatives to him. Staker Wallace, he was coming back from a thousand and something days off when he was second to Bill away. For me, that kind of almost... You know he he surely he needed the run so that would actually take my thoughts down a bit of billaway as well. You know he beat a horse that probably needed the run. Um, yeah, I'd ride Manella Rocco and I'd just keep pumping along on him and and hope that he can, if I was riding him, hope that he would he would hold off the lesser known Cheltenham Festival horses.
2: Mm, yeah, it's a really really fascinating race you can chuck alcala in there as well he was a 150 odd rated animal uh back in his day don poley in there as well uh, everyone don knows and, he, and even oh yeah darren yates his money would be fully worthwhile for the purchasing of don Pauly. <laughs> um i wonder i haven't seen darren yates for a while he's, he's sort of disappearing off the the face of the earth. He must be looking for all the receipts of Black Lion and, uh, and everyone else. Um,
0: maybe he's going yeah. to change his silks to, instead of having his name on it, he'll just have his face.
2: <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, that. That's something I'd definitely be more for. I'd love to have my own racehorse with my face on it.
0: The man who named his own cat after himself. Uh, Don Paul is worth a mention, uh, Liam. I mean, it, it would be quite funny if he won. Uh, can you see it? No. No, me neither.
1: <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his. I, I just think he'll. I think he'll give up halfway round. Have you ever?
2: Have you ever warmed to Don Polly, uh, Liam? Or have and you always?
1: No, at the beginning of his career, definitely. I was quite a big fan of his, and then he lost his way, and it, it all just went completely wrong. Um, I think it was when he got beat in the Gold Cup. He never quite got it back, really, from then. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't have a thing against Don Polly, um, but I wouldn't be picking him in this race, even at uh, even as an each way bet.
0: No, I think that's a very, very fair way to see it, to be fair. He beat another regressive ex-Jiggins in Killer Crow in his point last time out. Not particularly sure Mm. what sort of level that is. Uh, Other ones we've not mentioned. We've not mentioned Cade Burley, who was pulled up in this last year and was fifth the year before that, won the big one at Punchestown after this. Could you give him an each-way squeak, Liam?
1: Uh, his stamina was my issue for him um when he uh, 2 years ago was Pasha de Polda got up to win mm. it yeah i'm sure Cade de Burley was going really well and then seemed to empty right near the finish mm. i think uh, like five of them crossed the line together didn't they or it was a, yeah. a, a bit They're crazy only, that year
2: yeah like 3 3 lanes between the lot or something
1: um yeah, I think they'll probably they'll run him here. I'll I imagine they'll hope for a good run and then go back to Punchestown again with him. Um, yeah. But I but I I won't be touching Cade Burley at, at Cheltenham.
2: Yeah, leading amateur as well. Will Biddick will take the ride? He is one of the best. He got mentioned by Paul Callahan on day one. He will more than likely. He's he's had a good association with this horse, especially beating Burning Ambition at Punchestown. Um, so it, he's he's the main jockey to keep your eye out. In this, from from the English side.
0: Who would you categorise as, as the as the main danger, Leo? Uh, To
2: what,
1: Hazel Hill.
0: Yeah. D- d- do you see my each-way case for Shantou Flyer? Do you think he could be the one to chase him on?
1: Shantou Flyer is the biggest danger.
0: Yes. In, in my in
1: opinion. It. 11 um, to
0: 1. Get in it, there.
1: He was second last. He pulled away from third and fourth after the last. David Maxwell, He's he, he loves the sport. He does have a, a slight tendency to leave it a bit too late to start making his effort. Um, sometimes horses come past him and he's still waiting. He's still waiting. Once he jumped the last, he really got after Shantou Flyer and Shantou Flyer did respond. Um, obviously, more, the more riding he does, the the more he'll learn and the more he'll, um, yeah, I'm saying that like I ride horses all the time. I don't.
2: Um, but his, <laughs> I say it as well, don't worry.
1: His race riding will, will improve. Um, so, you know, and he, and he has improved from last year to this year, without a doubt. Um, I just felt he he was in the right place last year, whereas Hazel Hill wasn't. I can see him being in the right place again and running really well. And Hazel Hill still being able to beat him just because, as I said, I think he won against the pace bias, whereas Shantou Flyer was in that pace bias.
0: That, that that's a very, very fair assessment to be fair. Uh so it's Hazel Hill Felium.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Shantoon flyer for myself and Jim is just gonna be in a bin in the Guinness village.
2: <laughs> yeah. I could be in absolute tears by this by this race. So i took Bill away you know? I had nothing strong but Bill away.
0: I I, I like I like that both me you and uh, adam who we had on for the wednesday preview all have quite a confident pick for this i quite I quite like that it's, it's all a, it's a race that the three of us all are very very keen on in something hopefully one of us is right uh as we move on then to the final race for the for the senior jockeys it is the uh, johnny henderson grand annual challenge cup didn't know it had challenge cup after its name to be fair uh <laughs> It's got Leeds Rhinos playing in it. As well, <laughs> as they
2: no, so do not know what you're talking about.
0: No, exactly. Alienate even more of our audience. I'll get into me rugby league chat as we start uh, at the head of the market. Grenatine, 15 to two favourite, nine to one for LISP. 14s. Brelanda, chosen mate. Eclair of, of Bolfu. 16s. Lady Buttons. Paloma Blue. And the podcast project horse of the year on the slopes a whole host of others at 20s this is a really really decent renewal to be fair i can make cases for several uh i'll let you start though jim and are you going to stick with the long-term podcast horse well
2: well, this is a very very good race there's a handful in this that i could see being very very competitive but I'm, i'm gonna have to sort of desert him and and Gren 10 however you pronounce that Green Green ten. how would everyone else Green is, Grenatine is is how I think Poland has come.
1: Grenatine. Yeah,
2: I, I I was really, really impressed with Grenatine's performance last time at Fakenham. Um he jumped very very well. Um the handicapper has been very, very generous with him and given him a mark of one fifty because I, I was thinking at the time of his win, could they possibly go for a for a uh, Arco with him. Um, I, rate, I rate him that highly. Um, it's just been the manner in his victories. Uh, he's done everything very, very easy. Um, he's progressed with each run. Um, he, he beat on the slopes, if you go back to 2019, in a novice hurdle. Uh, only by a neck, though, however. Um, me and Lewis have both been a fan of on the slopes uh, all season and i'm sort of glad that we 're going for this i i i'd prefer him to be a positively ridden um, in this sort of race than the uh, northern is it the northern Trust now or it used to be the Close brothers um he his performance last time was impressive over two miles at Kempton um He has been a little bit of a project for us on here, and I, I certainly think that he won't be too far away and on that short list of three i'd uh Guernetine uh, on the slopes and Lisp I, I just think Lisp's Lisp performance behind Mr Fisher last time I just felt like there's a decent valuable handicap in him somewhere that was a really good race uh, at Doncaster that was a, a grade 2 that day, dropping back into a handicap year, he was a really competitive handicapper over hurdles um, he, he finished 4th at early season In the handicap hurdle, was won by Gumball. He was a solid 140, as high as 145 hurdler, and I I think he'll be competitive in this. He's used to the rough and tumble of these races. I do have a slight question mark about his jumping. Uh, He does occasionally put in the bad leap, but I I think that a quiet, a nice quiet ride from the back, he can pick up some pieces. If this uh, there'll be a furious pace on in this, he always is. However, I do, I do appreciate this could sneak into the race and, and be in very quietly, but I'd have to stick with Grenadine at this moment in time because I, I do think the world of this horse.
0: Jim, you've narrowed
2: it down to the same three horses as me. <laughs> I'm actually.
0: Yeah, th- th- they'd be my three. I know, I know, two of them are the top two at the market, and I've I've let you go for that first because I know you just rinse me if I were to go for the two. The two favourites. <laughs> so hope so. I've let you take that hit, so hopefully Liam's going to come up with something a little bit more original. And I I read an article you wrote the other day, mate, and there were three words you mentioned that surely you can't win at the Cheltenham Festival. Surely not Eamon and Curdock mate.
1: Not for this race. Good. Not for this race. That's for the... Brown Advisory, Eamon and Kernick.
2: Mm, Good. It's all alright because he doesn't win either.
1: <laughs> <it>?
2: <laughs> Lewis is well and truly off the cliff with him.
0: I think oh. we all are. He he, when I put a poll up for a 2019 cliff horse of the year, him and West approach were joint winners, and they they couldn't even be bothered to win it win it themselves <laughs> either of them. How fitting is that like, they can't even win a poll? That's funny. Uh, How 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 do you? Assess this impal
1: The Grand Annual is yes. the two-mile handicap chase that I believe is very, is very, very compressed. So I, one of the stats that I've recently seen that I thought was really, really interesting, in the last 15 years, all 119 runners to have won a handicap chase in that season to contest the Grand Annual have been beaten. Mm-hmm. That rules out Grenadine. Mm-hmm basically because mm. they're so closely knit the horses that if anything goes there four pound having won you know a race four pounder lower you know grenatines i think is he 12 from Musselburgh when he first started in handicaps yeah. or he started off one three two at ascot so yeah it's really really close and that i couldn't be picking a horse with that stat in the back of my mind I, um I know people say stats are there to be broken, sort of thing, and maybe he is a Grade One animal. Granted, it's plenty to put me off. Um, you also mentioned Lisp. I really like Lisp. I put Lisp actually was one of my horses to follow this year. Um, I did it at the beginning of the season with a handicap in mind. Um, as a four-year-old, as a five-year-old, he kept running really good races in handicaps, never quite getting it right. One of the times it's going to work, and I think he's been I think he's been laid out for this race um, from a very very early stage. Um, he did run well over hurdles at the beginning of the year behind Gumball, then went over fences. He's been taking on horses that are probably going to end up in the Arco or the Grant um, Marsh. Um, his only win came in a novice chase when there was nothing to beat, so he's not had his mark really adjusted from the beginning of the season which is why i think he can he can go quite close or really close if we want to look at two others at potentially bigger prices um two that ran last year i can't i'm trying to think which way around they were not another muddle who was meant to run last weekend i think as um a prep run for this it was sent off six to one for this race last year and I just think he lacked a bit of um, experience. He finished fifth. Yeah. He hadn't run much. He'd never really run against many runners. Um, and I just felt that he, his his effort behind Ramanda Sanam was, was fine. You know, he was second. Romandu Sanam is much higher in the in the handicap now, or, or was higher in the handicap. I think he's on his way down now. Um, if he could be ridden almost a little bit more aggressively to to actually get him involved in the race earlier. I think he could, you know, he was fifth last year. You've only got to be going potentially one place better. And you're starting to look at each way and he's 20 to one. Um, So I think he's, he's quite interesting. The prep run would have been handy. Um, I know a few people actually did tip him up for the the race last weekend, which I was obviously hoping he wasn't going to (laughs) win. And the second one, a, a, a big price as well. That I think there will be something that he can win. Had this had a similar preparation last year, hadn't been beating anything. Is what's wrong with you?
2: Oh, I, my fancy uh, for the what's the two mile for handicap Names is scaring me.
1: The brown advisory.
2: Uh, yeah, the brown advisory.
1: So you like him for, to go over a bit further.
2: Yeah, I, I think he I think he's, he's, he's are you the opposite?
1: Um I just think he needs to be getting involved a little bit bit sooner, which you know, it could be that he can't get involved sooner and he does need further. Um but he's definitely not he he's not over handicapped at all. Um he went off eight to one last year.
2: Yeah, I backed him. Eight eight to one
1: year. last year. He's off a six pound lower mark this year. And he finished seventh, having beaten two rivals, two rivals, and two rivals, I think. He didn't win the first one. He was second. But he'd he'd not had any big race handicap experience over fences. This year, he has. He's been, obviously, he'd been to Cheltenham last year. He then went to Aintree. He's had that experience. And I think there could be a little bit of a long-term angle. If it's not here, it could be for the Brown advisory. But I'm hoping it's here and... He, he was when I've written these notes down, he was thirty threes.
2: There is still thirty threes around about yeah, and I
1: yeah. can see. If he goes here. Obviously of those two, probably not another model is more likely to go here. Um but yeah, I, I wouldn't be against um what's wrong with you if he ran here. And people That's might be saying to me, What's wrong with you after he tails off or... <laughs>
2: That, that's interesting because last year lewis was in the camp of not another model and i was in the camp of what's wrong with you and it, it's interesting that a, a year on that you've made a case for both of them and i, I can completely see where you're coming from yeah um, it's,
0: you've, you've rejuvenated my interest in not another model there mate because i say he was a horse, he was a horse eye back for this race last year again i i, I saw it pretty similar to you uh Ran well without just quite having the tools on hand yet, almost as if this was coming a little bit too early for him. A little bit more experience probably would have helped him out of the way. He's such a strong traveller, and I think the step back down in trip is probably a a better move to make rather than keeping him at two and a half miles like, like he ran last time out. Has, has a horse won, I'm sure there has been, I can't think of one off the top of my head, a horse win a Cheltenham Festival handicap on the first one of the season?
2: Ooh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any.
1: Um,
2: I'm, I'm no good with racing records and stuff like that, my, my brain's an absolute the, 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 the mistake. There must be
0: some, but I can't think of one right now.
2: Adam Webb will be
0: a man to know
1: that. I was trying to think and Tom Portu, he won the Ultima twice, didn't he? Yeah.
0: He was he was the first one I searched for to check whether he had but he'd had he'd ran over hurdles that year. Oh,
1: I do. Ooh.
0: He he, oh. he was the one that came to mind as well, Liam, and I thought yeah. yeah, I think that was his first chase start of the year.
1: Oh, okay. Um Oh, I d I don't know that I don't know that um statistic at all, to be honest.
0: That that might just—I'll put it out on Twitter. I, 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 some, someone will tell us. I'm sure it has happened in all the years of the Cheltenham Festival, but it's that the fact that I can't think of one. It, would would that be a little bit of a worry, Liam? For first run up of the year in such a competitive, competitive
2: event? It's always a quick pace race, isn't it?
1: The fact that that I started by saying I think it's a really close knit race. If if you are potentially two three pound below your best because you haven't had that fitness run then absolutely that would be a concern because you're probably not going to be able you neither of those two are 10 pound ahead of their mark i just think they could run well and maybe you know gary moore might absolutely hate that there wasn't that chance to run not another muddle in a prep race uh, not potentially a prep race They might have been a race they wanted to win um but yeah obviously the for him What's wrong with you? Has had a run, I believe. Mm.
0: Yeah, he ran in the race Magic Saint one, I think, earlier yeah,
1: in the season. He did. He ran in, he, he ran he in made December a, as well.
2: Made, made a big error pulling up early on in the season. I remember watching, it. Um he, he absolutely clouted the. Th- I think it might be the third last. He was coming. He was travelling very, very well. Um, but yeah, I, I do like what's wrong with you. I, I'll be interested in whatever race he turns up in. And another also that I have to give a mention to that I absolutely adore, he's been around for years, is Gino Trail. He won, the, boy. He, he won the other week. Um, he swapped to first low, Brian. If, if, if Liam's stat about the winning uh, is true, then all of my chances have got no chance. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping that, uh, that that record will be broken in this race.
0: Well, Lisp hasn't ran in a handicap. That that was a stat, wasn't it, Liam? He'd not won a handicap oh, chase. Is it, just, is it just Lisp?
1: It's a handicap chase this season.
0: This season. So, this so season. This Lisp fits into that. He's only running in novice, yeah. in, in, in uh, level weights novice chases. And yeah. I am surprised he has a mark of 144. I'd, I, I actually think his form is probably worth a little bit more than that. So given how Liam said he assesses the rates as almost being a level weights race, I, I I I think I might be siding with him slightly more than on the slopes who might not even get in off one three six. I think one three four was the cut-off last season. It's gonna be borderline though. It's gonna yeah. be borderline. Uh but Lisp will get in and he'll get in off a mark that that I, I think doesn't flatter him. It's it, it it's fair and it's closer to probably lean being a bit lenient than harsh. Good big field uh, form. He Ran well at the festival before, as you know. Uh, he, he wasn't far off winning a county hurdle. He was a fifth. Of years
1: of a, ago. Yeah, he was fifth behind my head, and keeps mm. coming up today. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so it, it, I, I think it's all there. This, this, and I like that we all like him. Uh, he's probably going to end up being my pick if we were to narrow it down to the one. Uh, Liam, what about you, mate?
1: Just quickly, I got to correct myself. He was fifth to Chitabello. he previously finished second to Maheda um, Ascot. Um, if I have to pick one, it's Lisp. It's Lisp. The other two, there are doubts. It's all about has that been their plan? But Lisp, it clearly looks like it has been the plan. He's running the right races. He's got the form. He's now six. You know, he's not eight, nine. I still think there could be more to come from him being a six-year-old. So, Jimbo.
2: Yeah. Grenadine,
0: um, oh, very could strong have made it a hat
2: trick pal. Very strong on the chances of Grenadine, however, don't underestimate on the slopes if he gets in and Lisp as well. It's a really, really tight race, and I think I'll probably have there'll be the three I play if all three turn up. I will probably back more than one in that race.
0: Yeah, it's a crack, cracking little race this year. Lots of them. I think you can make cases, or at least half cases, for it as we move on. To the puzzle, that is the final race of the festival. It's the Martin Pipe. Conditional jockey handicaps hurdle and the betting at the minute, six to one favourite for front view. Sevens, I like the way you're thinking. Eights, Column of Fire and Pylon. Twelves, the Bosses Oscar. Fourteens, France in, then Sixteens, Canardier probably runs in the Coral Cup. Palmer's Hill, Flash Steel, Gowntown Getaway, five o'clock and CLD and Age, who is much likely to go in the county. We heard Liam make the case for him earlier. Uh, again a big handicap we need a man who's able to sort these races out like you Liam to do it for us mate
2: and why not me
0: did <laughs> you just say lost in translation <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. far away
1: Liam I'm really keen on the JP horse I'm not telling you which one though Oh. honestly I think JP could win the race but I don't know which one that's the issue He's got so many in this race that could be going the county or they could be going the Coral from Dam de Compagnie, who's probably going Coral, um, Entucas, Dustalfill, Phoenix Way, um, Palmer's Hill. There's so <laughs> many.
2: I'd count it 10. He's got 10 in this.
1: I'd give seven or eight of them a... If they ran in it, I really I can't work out who's gonna run in it. The issue <laughs> the issue also comes from the Imperial Cup at the weekend where in two cases declared front view is not declared. Are they declared now? It's uh, I had, think
2: I think someone is it Andrew Smith on Twitter. I think he's put something on. I'll try and find. Them.
1: I say he's left in Dostal Phil in the Imperial Cup. Um JP McMahoness. kind of doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> That's annoying Yeah no I If I knew he was getting in And if I knew he was definitely going to run in, run here I would be very confident On Ntukas I think he's been beaten by the right horses um, In terms of Thatsy Envoy Alain, uh Mount Leinster um, There was one other that I can't think if he ran there, he looks the sort that – I don't think his mark was changed. It was adjusted for running in England from his um, win last time when he was he, – he won comfortably. It was a nothing race. But, yeah, John Joe's just got so many in this race that – no, I didn't mean John Joe. I meant JP. has got so many in this race that it's really um, – Frustrating me, actually, because every time I look, I'm like, okay, it's going to be this one. Okay, it's going to be this one. (laughs) I was uh, trying to work out what horse is John Joe Jr. going to ride? John Joe Jr. Because I imagine he'll be put on the J.P. McManus number one. Mm. Is that front view? Could it be Palmer's Hill, who ran really well at Kempton, for John Joe O'Neill? There was just... This will be as soon as I see, as soon as I know who's running. So you know we'll start to get that idea when the Coral Cup um, declarations are made, because we'll see X horses out of this. That's when I'll start to get really keen on this. At the moment, I've just got Entukas and I've actually got Damned a compagna just in case she ran. It was a non-runner, no bet. Um, but yeah, JP McManus will win the race. Interesting one.
2: Dostal Phil is the only one of McManus's and still in the Imperial Cup declarations of 19, I think. I've gone through the list. Andrew Smith, Festival Racing on Twitter, tweeted about it, and I think he's the only one that's left.
1: Dostal Phil. Yeah, that that, that doesn't help me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I, as, I respect all the McManus horses in this. I I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Uh, but the one horse that has caught my eye this season that I think this has been a bit of a plan with him is the Bossy's Oscar of Gordon Elliotts. Um, he's been running very, very well uh, in novice hurdles, maiden hurdles at Furlers, Leopardstown, Punches Town, all, all the meets that you want. He was bought from point to points, um, didn't get a win under them rules. However, Jamie Codd rode him both of both of them times and then rode him on debut to win at Furlers. Um, his run last time was satisfactory uh, behind the French di- uh, behind French Dynamite. Um, anything we will do was in behind as well. And Belfast banter so that that was a decent enough novice hurdle for that time of the year at Thurlers. Um, and I just feel that a handicap mark of 138 is very very generous to him. Um, it'll be his first time in a handicap. I don't have any worries about his stamina. I don't I don't have any worries about him really in general at all for this. I, I think I, I'm quite strong on him. Um, his form's solid enough. He's He's uh, been given a uh, six-pound rise for the second to French dynamite. Um, I think he, he's a solid enough sort of horse running in behind. Uh, and I just feel like 12-1 is a bit of value about a nice Gordon Elliott. One I'd quite like to see Hugh Morgan, he's had a mention already on here, get the leg up and he's a five-year-old and still could progress into bigger and better things.
0: There's a couple I'd have in mind. It's very, very hard to have a sensible selection, well, a confident selection this far in advance, really, for the Martin Pipe. I, I, I'm with you on the boss's Oscar. He'd be one of the ones I would bear in mind. I'm surprised Column of Fire isn't shorter in the betting.
2: I've mm, seen a lot of he chat was my
0: on, yeah, I've seen a lot of chat about him on Twitter and social media. He was favourite for this race for, well, pretty much every market, every time I've looked at the market this, he's been favourite up until this morning. Really, when I, when I went back to watch some replays, I was surprised he wasn't favourite anymore. The case for him, he's obviously ran well over three miles last time out of the Dublin Racing Festival. It's a, it's a you know, Jiggins town like to target this with a novice, use the DRF as a bit of a stepping stone. They did it last year with Dallas picked on uh, who came second blow by blow, won it the year before for them. Uh, runner up to Longhouse Poet in a maiden hurdle earlier in the season. Was also beaten by Longhouse Poet and Alexia Dane before that. He's He could still be ahead of his mark of uh, 143, which is seven more here than... Uh, he would have got in Ireland, which is a little bit of a worry. Again, taking no chances given the horse's connections and his profile. But I see why they've done that. I agree with everything you've said about the Bosses Oscar. Um, five o'clock who beat the Bosses Oscar would be interesting if turning up here. I'm not sure whether that might be the plan, though. He'd, he'd be running off top weight, uh, which, which isn't really a worry. Top weight won this last season with early doors. Uh, grade three winner last time out, where he actually beat Front View, who's a favourite for this. For, I, I think Front View's looked slow, even over two miles, and I know he's won over two miles. I think he's he'd. I'd like to see him up in trip again, if I'm honest. Uh, he, he wouldn't particularly be one for me, even though I respect a lot of the JP horses in this. Further further down. Uh, there's the, the, a couple who I could kind of say might be overpriced if running back to the best Umbrigado you can get at Sent central favourite both times this season he ran he ran alright in the race that used to be the fixed brush didn't quite look like he wanted the out and out three miles stamina test that that provides and then they dropped him back a full mile for the race that used to be the Ladbroke uh, where again he, he travelled alright just weakened a bit quickly not sure whether whether going that pace might have just taken it out of him and he had to finish a little bit weakly. I could, I, if he turned up here, I might be interested at him at a bigger price. And if Falco Blitz gets in, which I don't think he will, to be fair, he'd be one I'd have in mind as well. But it's not a race I have a particularly confident selection on at this stage.
2: Yeah, um, I, I take the point completely. Um, there's a whole host of runners that cover in this. And it's a right head scratcher to uh, try and end the card of of what will be a very eventful Cheltenham Festival. Um, uh, it, end, it ended well for both of us last year. We, we were both on early doors, weren't
0: we? Yeah, the class act in the race, and he got the job done. Uh, Leo, I know. I know you said you like all the JP horses. So the two at the top of the market, who would you prefer out of front view or I like the way you oh, think. Don't push you like
1: Front view. Front view. I think. I think it looks, for me, it looks like he's been, I have a feeling there could be a four or five in this race from JP McManus, Gigginstown. There's a couple of others that look like they may have targeted this race. I think the last couple of years, this has been a race that has been it's targeted. A,
2: it's a plot used race of the festival. Yeah, yeah. Early Dars, McManus, blow-by-blow, Giggins blow, Town, so Champagne Classic. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't even think Early Dars was a plot job, but
0: the runner-up definitely was. Yeah. The else they picked on was Jiggins Town plot through and through. And they just got done by an horse who was second in a grade one earlier in the season, running off 145. It was a bit of a gift of a mark, blessing. But yeah, I, 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 so what makes you like Frontview more than I like the way you're thinking, Liam?
1: I felt Frontview has been given a relatively easy time in his races once they've realised he's been beaten it's it's very minor it's very am i seeing that right it's it might even be a um i'm trying to think of the word not actually real but i'm just imagining it (laughs) um i've just uh, there's a couple of them i've been watching with this race in mind for a little while and he's one of them and the last few days he's been backed like stupidly and his price has completely gone and come the festival something's going to get absolutely smashed up in my opinion um once they kind of let it out of the bag which one has been purely aimed at this martin pipe for a little while um it's a it, honestly this is probably one of the races i hate the most at this year's festival last year i was also on early doors was really happy with that ended well this year I'm worried that I might be on the wrong <laughs> seven wrong
2: JP one.
1: I might be on the wrong seven JP horses.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm 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 gonna do something quite nasty then Liam and just push you for a for one or two or three or that at this stage you've you would be keenest on?
1: If he gets in and two casts. And two casts. Yeah.
2: I like that. Jimbo for you mate the boss is Oscar for me. Um, I I respect the Philip Hobbs horse. I, I don't know how you say it. My pronunciation's on horses are horrendous. Pylon Pylon. Pillion. Pile uh, on. Pile on. Um, he, he won very. Was that very...
0: foreign when it were an English
2: one? Yeah, maybe. I no clue why. I'm the least fluent language speaker ever. <laughs> um, he was far to Chantry House uh, early on in the season. That was a good novice hurdle at Cheltenham. Um, and then has won two races, one, uh, won a novice race up at uh, Catrick early on in the season at short prices and won impressively. And then another one in a, in a nothing sort of race at Fosslass, uh absolutely blitzed the field. He's a horse I, I, I quite like. Uh, he's going the right way. He's still unexposed. He won off one three three last time and he's been uh, only given £5 higher mark for winning that race by 20 length. Uh, he's another one that I fancy at a, a, a shorter price than the Bosses Oscar but my main selection will be the Bosses Oscar
0: I, I re-watched Pylons win this uh, run in Behind Chantry House this morning Jim, and I'd have preferred to have seen him in the county. he tra- he was the last horse yeah, he, on the he, bridle in, yeah, in that race he
2: travelled really really well didn't he
0: travelled um, really really well and, and didn't look like he had, had as much left in the tank at the end of the race as the others, the the form in that stats up, it was a really good race, not only was Shantry House ahead of him, Stolen, Silver and Pipe Smoker, Glory and Fortune, who's useful, rated 135, finished in fifth that day, so Pylon's form is smart, just not sure whether this is a race for him. Uh, I think at the minute I would probably be siding, if five o'clock came here I'd like him, if five yeah. o'clock came here, but I'd, I, the horse he beat into second last time out, the boss's Oscar would be there. So too, Column of Fire. They'd probably be my main three. Uh, so, whilst Liam's here, of course, we've got to do the rating, the races, NAP's comp selections. There's no pressure for you, Liam, to win <laughs> your own competition here, mate. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you go first. Uh, you know how it works: a nap, the next best in the reserve, mate.
1: Just on the Friday. Just for the Friday. Uh, my nap will be Hazel Hill in the Fox Hunters.
2: Ooh, good start.
1: My next best will be Lisp in the Grand Daniel.
2: Oh, this is going to be a big price jubble when this lands.
1: And my reserve will be Solo in the Triumph.
2: That pays a juicy treble, that would.
0: (laughs) Liam's gone for two of the three for me. My nap is going to be, though, I'm going to take him on directly, and my nap is going to be Shantoo Fire.
2: We're taking the bull by the horns. We're going 1v1 it, I like it.
0: And I will have Solo as my next best, and I'll have Lisp as my reserve. I'll just switch them two around, but... Yeah, I like that we've landed on two of the same ones as well. And for you, Mr Watson, is it worth asking who your nap is? My
2: nap of the whole week, of the whole of Cheltenham, of the whole of everything he's lost in translation. um, Of of course, he's he's going to be there. He's going to win. Simple as that. Um, My next best is going to be Latest Exhibition. I'm really, really hot on the chances of him. Uh, I think he'll run a very, very nice race. And my reserve, we're, we're scratching the surface, uh, Grenatine. We'll go Grenatine as the reserve. I, I do like the chances of him in the grand annual. And before we
0: go, Liam, is there anything you're particularly keen on on any of the earlier days?
1: Uh, to get us off to a good start, Asterium for launch will win that Supreme Novice.
2: Oh... <laughs> I
0: like
1: that. Interesting. I've just I've just loaded up the odds for him and he's got a whole blue line at the moment. Yeah, he he will win that. He'll outstay them. And you need to have a bit of stamina at Cheltenham. I look for a two mile two horse over two mile. He can stay further than that even. Fiddler yeah. on the roof. <laughs> Who's he trained by?
2: A certain Collington. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that would be I think he would be almost my nap at the festival. with asked to for lunch. But I like that.
2: Interesting.
1: Like that.
2: Anything else you fancy, Liam?
1: Um, just having a quick run through the races, get them all. Um, Do you
2: have a strong thought in the champion chase between them top three?
1: Um, I... The angle for me there is last year, Altior beat So Royal and Politoloog. This year, those two horses, you can replace them with Defi and Chacun and And I think both of those are better than Altior, uh, better than the two from last year. Mm-hmm. Defi has that turn of foot that I think will get him past Altior that Altior won't be able to respond to in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, you could. I could almost see it being very similar to how Harchibald needs to be ridden, but... Yeah. Rather than Harchibald deciding that he doesn't want to, Defi Desoy, <laughs> Defi Desoy isn't like that. And that's how he needs to, to beat Altior, you need to kick past him after the last. Don't take him on before the last.
2: Mm-hmm. So right. you're hoping Garrity's going to be sat still jumping yeah. the last.
1: Yeah, waiting, waiting, waiting.
2: Mm, interesting. Uh, we, we've all, all three of us were uh, Altior in that. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon, Liam. It's been absolutely great having you on, and it's been great uh, well, be, doing this partnership with you over the last few months. It's uh, at RTR underscore Liam. That's me. If you want to follow Liam on Twitter uh, and get involved in the Rating the Races and Apps Comp, it is by far the best free competition on Twitter, even if we do say so ourselves.
1: <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Some great uh, prizes for, to win! Thank as you well. very much. I've, I've, yeah, we've we've got quite a few prizes now, from tickets to ratings, cash, wine. Um, so yeah, the, it, it's worth getting involved in. It's free as well, so you know there's no downside to it in my opinion. But I would say that.
2: <laughs>
0: Correct. What what more could we want? Uh, that wraps it up for the festival. All four podcasts uh, sorted and complete just the racing to watch now and what a week it's going to be thanks to everyone who's tuned in uh over the last couple of days and listened to turf talk uh the support means everything it's been it's mad how much the podcast grown from this time last year uh and i just can't thank everyone who's given us support and listened and all of our guests as well enough because it has it's it's leading to opportunities for me and jim that we, we, we thought we never thought we'd have this time last year so we can't thank you enough uh Thanks to everyone again for listening and we'll see you all again next uh well maybe not next week. We're not sure when we'll be back after the festival. We might take a bit
2: of a time to do it. it. Just just depends uh if Lost In Translation wins and I'm still sorting up a bin.
0: This could be the last turf talk.
2: <laughs> see you later. Take care everyone, bye.